The Love Your Body podcast is brought to you by Danny D Fitness, along with Cinema 83, and our featured sponsor, Music City FitCon, uh, presented by Core and Health Fitness. If you're looking to come to the next Move Fit pop-up, it's actually happening at the Music City FitCon in October. So I actually have a deal with them going on for $30. So you can come get your Move Fit on and come to my panel discussion, which is going to be epic. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, you can find the deal on my Instagram. Link is in my bio. It's going to be an awesome event. You can actually get C- uh, CECs. So if you're somebody looking to start your healthy lifestyle journey, uh, if you're looking to start teaching, training, uh, you can come take class all day long. Uh, but I will be speaking and doing Move Fit that day. So I'd love to see the Music City Fit Con. For those of you who've seen my new LYB gym, You've seen all the amazing equipment in there. Um, my Stairmaster, as well as my RXD bench, came from Core and Health Fitness, and I am so like honored and excited to have them as a sponsor uh, for this podcast, as they believe in the mission that everyone should move their body and love their body throughout their journey. If you're looking to add pieces of equipment to your home gym, you can reach out to Tony Gray. He's my contact at Core and Health Fitness. Uh, his contact is T G R A Y at C-O-R-E-H-A-N-D-F.com. So tell him I sent you and that you heard um, about him and heard about Core and Health Fitness on the Love Your Body podcast. Welcome to the first new episode of the Love Your Body podcast on our rebranding. I'm so excited to have you guys and so excited that you're here, whether you're watching on YouTube, on Spotify, um, huge shout out to Cinema 83 as my lead sponsor um, and to just everyone that is, you know, from guests that we're going to have on the show to um, just being able to tell a little bit more about my story. Um, I'm really excited to to just dive in, you know. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for this uh, mm-hmm. stage of the journey. Yep. And uh, really excited for people to also get kind of a, um, you know, a behind the scenes look at you and, and your story and some things that they don't know. For yeah. sure. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, we're starting this out. Like, I just turned 30 years old. And yeah, by the way, happy birthday. Let me just <laughs> thank you. Let me just say that. Happy birthday to you. Happy yes. birthday to you. Yep. You're on your 30th birthday. Your party's tomorrow. Are you excited? I am excited. Yeah. I, um, you know, this is, it's, it really shows a lot of like growth in just over these past few years because, you know, I started my business at 24 and it's kind of like it's just been, like speed, like lightning speed ever since then. Right. And that stuff has not slowed down for one moment, even when I was injured. And so, uh, for me, it's like with the party, you know, usually I'm very control freak. Like I'm very much, and you know, I've, you've worked with me for years and like, and it's not even control freak, but more just like very particular yeah, things, things, things a certain way. Yeah. yeah, yeah things yeah. a certain way. It's just the vibe, you know? And so it's really been cool to be like, Hey, y'all are planning it. And then when, you, you know what I mean though? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. But, and, and that's what I've talked about this on other podcasts. I've mentioned it before, just in general, people are always like, Oh, like you probably want someone that's like you, like that you would be with like romantically, like, like that you can like, that's like high energy, high energy, whatever. I'm like, no, like truthfully, like I love for my personal life to be more like someone just says, Hey, we're going and doing this. Let's roll up. Let's come through, you know, and, and that, and it's just one less decision that I have to make mm-hmm. because I feel like all the time, so many people rely on me. They ask me questions literally constantly, continuously, you know, it's, um, they're always in need, which is fine because that's what I'm here. And I feel like on this earth to do and to help, you know, with like help from my trauma and from my journey to help others not have to go through the same things, um, or get past, those hurdles. So I love what I do and everything like that. It's just that when it comes to personally, you know, I, I, I really do love that 
their handle in all of the shenanigans. Yeah, 100%. It's, I mean, we were just talking about it a little bit, but, you know, we, we'll roll back and I want to make sure we get to your story, obviously. But, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I could totally hear where you're coming from. Yeah. 100%. And, that, I mean, that is something that I've thought about before just because you, you bring it up every once in a while about, you know, different things. I was going to say issues, you know, maybe yeah. with guys that aren't aren't being the way that you would like. Right. But I, I had thought about that. Like, I wonder if she – but I remember you saying before that you do prefer, you know, kind of the opposite of you in a way, in that way. You know, and so some people need somebody to balance them out like that. And yeah. other people are like, no, if, you know, uh, like – I think it was one of the guests that you guys will hear from yeah. at, at another point, but I think that she was saying that she didn't know if she could be with somebody that wasn't on the same journey. Right. So like you hear that too. Yeah. And it's just different personalities, different love languages, different Enneagrams, like all that goes into place, you know, in, in what makes a person. But what I truly wanted to do was be intentional about this year, like getting into turning 30 and just say to myself, I had these, I had these goals, right. Um, of, you know, kind of stereotypical, like want a house by the time I'm 30, want to have my business be successful at the time I'm 30, you know, all those things, whatever. But like, again, not putting hard press on that time. And I've done everything kind of early too. Like I've, I've been able to achieve a lot of things even before that. And so to get to here now and not really have like a hard goal besides like, you know, I, I did tell myself I wanted to have a certain amount in savings. So I got that and that's been really great. So I'm celebrating that today, but it's, I don't know. It's just been interesting because I've just been really focused more on the mental side of things and really looking at, okay, can I be a better daughter? Can I be a better friend? Can I be a better, you know, business owner? Can I represent in a better way um, versus just like, let's get through it. Let's get to it. Let's get, you know what I mean? Um, and, and let's experience it. Let's be there and be present. So I actually went to this, uh, the fit show forum level two, like whatever weekend ago it was. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm competing in bodybuilding. And I went to this forum and as a sponsor and it was a lot, like I had to get everything set up. My mom came and helped me, which was so great. But you know, it was like super early, did that, whatever. But I, that day ended up being the most productive day. I felt so accomplished. I got really organized. I, my 30 day birthday challenge started that day. Like everything was popping off and I felt so high, like so high. And I was like, yes, like this is what I live for. This is everything. And then, you know, come down from that three days later and I, and then it's like a very low, low and it's like, okay, so there's very highs and there's very lows for me. There's very rarely ever a middle ground. And that's where I really am trying to settle in the middle, but I love the highs. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely does. I mean, that's, you know, people that like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would relate it to like, a fighters, for example, like they, you have, they say that all the time in, in fighting that you have the the highest of the highs and lowest of the lows. Like whenever you're able to win that fight and defeat another man in the ring yes. and he's trying to take you out and you're able to take him out and it's okay. like that's the highest high, but getting your ass beat in front of the world slash your friends slash your family slash your wife slash your kids, like mm -hmm. that's also the lowest of the lows and to just walk around like, yeah. you know, I've heard people describe it like he, they know that I lost, like they know that I, you know. Right. But also that, bring, that uh, brings up a point too that I want to ask you about because I was thinking about this uh, again whenever we were doing another episode, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, we've had, I've had conversations like this lately more than I ever have. And it's just fascinating about bodybuilding. Yeah. So like you were talking last time or, uh, not last time on another episode, I think it was Jordan yes. that said that you were, you look very, very happy mm -hmm. coming off the stage. Right. Yes. And I was there that day and I would say the same thing, but the, the part about it was that she was saying that like, you look happier than anybody else. Like everybody else almost looked like they were miserable coming yes. off the stage. Yeah. And 
I don't know much about bodybuilding. Like I said, this has kind of been a learning experience, but that's kind of fascinating to me because from the outside looking in, I'm like, you look amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you're so strong, man, woman, whoever it is, like you're the strongest, the best looking at tip top shape. I mean, you are absolutely on another stratosphere right now, but it's like I said the other day, but because, you know, your lat definition wasn't there and you got third place, you know, your whole day is ruined. For sure. And that's where the sport, that's where I wanted to bring as as the first body positive fitness sponsor for the National Fit Show. Like I wanted to bring that to them. And a lot of people have like gone against that because they think that body positivity means that you love yourself and you don't want to better yourself. Mm. And I think that came from up north because they saw a lot of media that was larger bodied women saying, I'm going to eat this cake and you can't tell me not to. I love my body. Go off, like eat the cake, love your body. That's fine. But with the intention of that's fine and in moderation, but we're still fighting for our best self. And that is where it gets to be frustrating because I have felt like I've really established this brand, you know, with Dandy Fitness and have promoted this message. Like I've always been doing things. And it's just now recently when people have seen my body change that they're like, whoa, like body positivity, like that makes sense. Like, yeah, like loving your body, like throughout. And it's like, guys, like, in a way, I that's kind of like the opposite. Yeah, it, it, it well, well, I was literally, I was running half marathons in my heaviest. Right. I was literally injured, couldn't feel my leg, and still deadlifting and back squatting over 300 pounds. Like, they almost think like, that you, like, your transformation is, is like, now you're saying love your body, like, because well, you've done yeah. that. So, right. and, and that's the thing, too, is where I'm, like, now having to take it way back, and that's why I love about doing this episode of, like, now you might like someone had even come on my other podcast or whatever before and said something about like, Oh, you don't see Danny running. I'm like, bro, I've done nine half marathons. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, what did you just say to me? That's like, weird. but and I was like, That's but also comments. I, I climb over a thousand yeah, floors to, say, to 1200 <laughs> floors on the Stairmaster that's every wild. week. Yeah, that's wild. But it's not equivalent to your running, yeah, which again, no offense to him and like, whatever, <laughs> that's fine. But I'm like, at the end of the day, like just because you think that, someone doesn't look fit does not mean that they're not fit right now I can't base off of like like nobody could look at me and say oh yeah your visceral organs Danny yeah Mm -hmm. that visceral fat's a little bit high like Mm -hmm. again you can say oh yeah you have extra body fat on your body yes but they didn't know my health history I didn't have diabetes I don't have heart disease I didn't have any of those things that you would have indicated I was not obese by any stage of the way, right? Like, like it was, or like whatever. It was just that I had an extra body fat on my frame and, you know, I was like had muscle, but didn't, you weren't able to see it as well. Right. And so that's where it's like, I've always like, that's why I wanted to start my, my brand and my business and fight for this because people need to see that it, you are, your value should not go up by how much body fat you have on your, on your body. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah, someone yes, judged yes. your merit off yes. of, of a videography and podcasting, yeah, whatever, right. based off of, oh, well, when you were smaller, right. like I'm going to treat you different. I'm going to pay you more money mm-hmm. versus yeah. now I'm going to pay you less money. And right. Right. I don't, it's a constant struggle. It's a balance, right? It's like, and like with the bodybuilding thing, it's like, like what you're saying, I think, I honestly, that makes sense. It actually clicks a lot uh, whenever you're like, 
you actually your message actually fits perfectly because of the issues that we're talking about like yes. people that are, have worked so and that's the thing about it that i think is fascinating to me is like you've just you work so hard what did i just get done telling you about yep. uh, i've had trouble getting back in the gym right yeah you have not only gotten in the gym not only stay consistent but you yeah. busted your ass but to them it's not enough because right. they didn't win right because in that moment those judges those people at that competition exactly. did not see yes. them as worthy yes. of that first place prize yes. that does not mean that you were not worthy that doesn't mean that you didn't work hard. Now, if 100%. you get up there and because you half-assed it and you were on saying, you know, you're cheating, having all these meals and whatever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and there were people like that that I went up against that did beat me, unfortunately, at the at the second show I did that just talked about how they just decided to do this two weeks ago and whatever, and they were not conditioned. And that was that was one of those things where that kind of hurt because yeah, it was like, man, yeah. I really fought for this. Yeah. But like, you know what? Yeah, like you had better glute definition. That's so great for you you know, maybe you will work harder next time and and hopefully you enjoyed this time. You know what I mean? Right. But for me, it was like, okay, again, come off that stage, enjoy the moment that like you are, you're like, yeah. you know, you, you, you have worked so hard. Let's enjoy this and have fun versus only looking at the negative. And that's oh, where really? fitness, health, bodybuilding, everything gets such a bad rap because it's again, so comparative. And yes, the sport is comparing at that time, those bodies on that stage. All right. Yes, it is. And it doesn't matter if you just look your best or whatever. It's just whoever comes there and whoever shows up, right? Just like with Strongman. You work so hard, maybe you can hit every lift, but then you got a girl, maybe she's on steroids, or you got somebody that shows up, which has happened to me before, that was a pro at one point, comes back just for fun, and they beat you, and, and you're like, bruh, like, I worked so hard for this, but it was just what happened that day. That didn't discredit that I wasn't still strong or one of the strongest women in Nashville. Mm -hmm. It just meant that I got second place at that strongman call. Right, right. Well, and that's what I'm saying from the outside looking in. It's just like, it's wild. I, it's like, mm -hmm. I can understand why you feel that way because yeah. you didn't win and that was the goal. I get it. Mm -hmm. But from the outside looking in, it's like, man. There's still gems to take away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, um, and also, I was going to ask you too, is, I don't know, but is there like politics involved in, like not literal politics, but yes. like, yeah. You know, this guy needs to win to make this competition look better or, you know, people, whatever the case may be. People say that. I try to stay out of all that and all the drama. I don't care. I truly like, you I can't don't control care. That. Yeah. And I, and again, everyone has to make their decisions and everyone has to make their decisions if they chose to use that coach, if they chose to turn a blind eye, if they chose to do steroids and stuff. Like I have always Is been that drug testing and bodybuilding. So at, for OCB, that's the natural division, natural shows, um, that, that one is, and that we did a, a polygraph test. And then if you won, you had to do a drug test, but with NPC, you don't which is the same with Strongman. Strongman Corporation, you'd not get tested. So I went up against girls that were literally lifting more than me. Like, I would beat the natural girls, but when it came to the steroids, like, no. There was I mean, no it's, competition. It's obviously not. It's obviously. But, look, it's obviously cheating regardless, but in Strongman, that seems like, whoa, you're going to allow that in that competition? It was wild, yeah. And so that's where, like, on a local level, I did really well. Then we get to nationals, and I'm getting, like, middle of the pack. See, that stuff would be so discouraging. And it, and it did get discouraging for like. a while, and I, I got very low about it, but only because, one, I started to compare myself, but two, because I put unrealistic timelines uh, like for my life. And I was like, I have to get to Arnold. I have to get to here. I have to do this by this time, you know, running out of time. And it was one of those things where it was like, I just needed someone to tell me to breathe and be like, 
you know, it's going to be okay. But it, honestly, I knew that my body wasn't going to hold out much longer. And literally right after I had that kind of like meltdown, two months later is when I got injured. Gotcha. But it was because gotcha. I, again, that's why I like when people I talk to now and kind of ask for advice about body, but they're like, yeah, I mean, like you got to flip that switch. You got to be all in. I'm like, I have been all in. Mm -hmm. I have done damn near perfect mm -hmm. with everything. Mm -hmm. I have not missed a workout. My meal plan has been on point. I don't get to have extra little excursions here and there. Like I have literally pushed myself to the edge for this, right? But the thing is, is that what I have not done is got to the point where where I was at with Strongman, where it's like, I will be a pro by this time. I will put this unrealistic expectation on my life. I will put this pressure for that. And that is something that with, with turning 30 that I wanted to have to keep myself level and keep myself grounded. And that was something that I have truly seen has been great for me. And I can see that in other people now. And that's why when people tell me about their goals, I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, good luck with that. And I believe in you. I'm just choosing not to say specific hard time lines. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it's like um, uh, Joe talks about how he hates the word re realistic, yeah. you know? And I'm like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And I also, like, for me, balance is like a big thing. Like, that's to, that's like what I think is like the biggest principle because right. it applies to everything. It's like, yeah, I, I get that and 100% go for unrealistic things. Like, shoot for the stars. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm all with that. And I'm that. a big dreamer too, yeah. Yeah, and you and I, you know, of course, right? right? But also... You, you can set yourself up for failure. That's a thing. Yeah. You can also, you know, if you set yourself up for failure, you're not going to enjoy the process. It's going to be no. miserable the whole way. Yeah. If you genuinely set yourself up for failure, you're not going to hit those marks. And what right. was the, like, I, you well, know, like, okay, was I wasn't realistic. And now I was, now I've put myself through all of this for, yeah. you know. And it's unnecessary um, stress. You know, and because then you're like, because well, then if you tell people that you're going to win or whatever, then you have to like adhere to that. Like, again, there's good pressures and there's bad pressures. And I'm just saying from my personal experience with Strawman, I got to the point where I'm laying on the bathroom floor after oh, yeah. nationals, dry heaving, yeah. having an anxiety attack no, no, no. because I was like, this is, that was my last chance. Now, was I right about that being my last chance? Yes, because I don't do Strawman anymore. So I knew myself enough that my back was not going to hold out for much longer. So I did not make it to the Arnold for strongman. Does that is that now to say that I couldn't with bodybuilding? You never know, right? And uh, and if people are listening to this, it's like you know again, there's so many steps that you have to go through to even get to the Arnold and get accepted to that or whatever or the Olympia or anything like that. But again, I'm looking at it like the long haul now, and I'm also looking at it of like I don't even know if I want to continue to keep competing with bodybuilding, um, but it's my life and there literally is no one telling me that I have to or that I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For like sure. I could literally just sit here and like live my life and do my train my clients and whatever, train like a bodybuilder, eat like a bodybuilder, but not compete. And just enjoy my life. You know what I'm saying? Have like, I don't know. So it have more flexibility and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But again, I like to be competitive and stuff, but, um, but that's something too. So I, I really do feel good about that. I feel good about this prep, having more balance and doing things with my family more, um, and, and making the intention of reaching out to people more and actually asking them how they are and not just being so closed off and so tired. Cause you're just so exhausted mm -hmm. and people don't realize like there's some days where you can't even form words because you're just so drained yeah. you don't have a lot of fuel you don't have a lot of, and then plus I'm like taking care of all my clients and these challenges and everything like that like I mean it's a lot plus my Airbnb you know plus like you know family stuff and whatever so again we all have stuff it's just how we manage it is what's going to keep you either like focused and in it or you know falling off and yeah, yeah. so I um 
you know, there's really a lot of different ways that we could take this. And obviously we have on some level limited time. So we have to be a little bit selective, but you know, the, I know a lot more about your personal story, I think, than maybe the audience does, unless they've watched that, you know, the episode that I'm thinking of. But mm-hmm. um, so we can definitely go that way. But I also want to just stick on this for a second, because um, I do want to say that, like, you know, from um, I didn't really know a lot about this situation that was going on, like with the strong man with your leg being yeah. numb, like, you know, whenever you switch to bodybuilding, like I didn't have any idea. And I, I would assume that most people don't that that was a very calculated decision, you know. Yeah. And I do think that you should be super proud of the fact that, like, uh, you know, your dreams essentially were crushed. And instead of just falling in the gutter and just falling off, you were like, okay, how can I pivot? Pivot. That's exactly what I was going to say. How can I pivot? How can I adapt? How can Mm -hmm. I evolve and say, okay, I can still I can still compete, but maybe this isn't. Yeah. The avenue, you know. So even as we're sitting here right now, like my leg is my foot is numb and my calf is numb today. And I don't know why. And it so comes. Tell people about that a little bit. Yeah. So what happened was I was at a strongman competition in January of 2020, and I was lifting a 400 pound farmer carry, which you can look it up online. But you basically are holding like two long rails, and you pick them up, and there's weights on them, and you go for a carry. So you do that for 60 feet into a 405 deadlift for however many reps you can do until the minute is up. I've done this nice a million and times. easy. Yeah, I mean, I know <laughs> I literally crazy. done it. That's the thing that is so upsetting. So I had done heavier weight than that. Yeah. I had done heavier deadlifts. I had done heavier carries. So I look at the handles and I'm like, man, these are way lower than they're like, like if if from here to here is where it's supposed to be, it was half of what it was was. So the handles were shitty. Like yeah. they were just cheap. Yeah. And I was like, somebody get some better handles. Which is what I should have said. But I mean, I did say it, but not wasn't aggressive about it. Uh-huh. So I told the promoter, I was like, hey, like, are you serious about this? And he's like, yeah. And, I'm, and so I watched those girls go before me. They can't even lift it. They can't even budget. And I'm like, shit. Because that's a totally different angle. Yes. And it so it puts more pressure on that low spine, the L5, L6. Uh-huh. And that's where I already had a fracture from when I was growing up dancing. Mm. And, and when I danced and I, I was tumbling, I got this fracture in my back, slight hairline fracture, okay? But basically, it would get to the point where I would be on the ground and couldn't get up. I'd be in a tanning bed and couldn't roll out of it. Like I couldn't, and this was at a young age. So the other girl that had the same injury as me, she got put in a back brace and her dancing to me never like progressed or got back to where it was. I didn't, I I dealt with the pain, kept on going, marched through stuff and then gave it a hundred percent when I was out on stage. And that was what I did. And then my mom got me a personal trainer. I started working with some weights and that helped too. That was around like 15, 16 years old or whatever. Well, anyway, I you know, basically with that, knowing that the, the bones mended. Okay. So the fracture like healed. Right. But when that happened, I didn't have the surgery or whatever. And so I, I was always pretty mindful about it. But then when I started getting a strong man, I was like, yeah, I should probably wear a belt and kind of be mindful, but whatever. Anyway, when I went to go carry, pick up those handles, I was just running on adrenaline and I, I felt a little off, but I didn't really, whatever. And then when I went to the deadlift, the plates were sliding off. Well, I'm strapped in, so I don't have time to, with the plates. So I'm looking at the dude like, bruh, somebody fix the plates, okay? So finally, he, he fixes the plates after I've already done two like that, right? So I'm off. So Dude, my, this my, sounds like if this was set up to mess you up. Right. Well, then, so anyway, so I was I was ranked pretty much I was going to get first or second place at this, at this comp. Either way, both go to nationals. So this would have been my third nationals, like, so, like, that I would be getting to, qualified for. So I was in it. Well, me and this girl were going head to head. She's winning one. I'm winning one. She's winning one. So I knew I had to pick up those handles if I wanted any chance. I still looked at the bigger picture and said there's a, there are plenty of other competitions. Don't 
pick the handles up. I had a moment like this same thing in Bonnaroo years before where I slipped and fell and basically almost broke my ankle but tore every ligament in my ankle because I was showing out doing a round back handspring in sandals. Okay, completely sober. Anyway, point is, I should have listened to that intuition. I should have listened to that voice, and I did not. Well, there were other things at, 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 par, at happening behind the scenes. My late boyfriend, he was up there and he was competing, but he wasn't like, he wasn't spending a lot of time with me. He wasn't being seen with me really. Like he was kind of just off on whatever. So there's some weird stuff going on. And so I was kind of focused on that versus myself. Right. So all of this is going on as you do your farmer as well. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so we're kind of something's going on with us and then like, you know, other stuff, whatever. So I do this and I do the deadlift. Okay. After that's done, I have another event, which is a heavy carry and I do that. And then I have stones at the end. Well, I had to lift the stone literally from here to this table and that's all just to win. I start to grab, cause I'd already done this medley. So I already have picked up three large implements and then I have to hit this last stone. I've done the stone a million times. I go to lift it up and my glute is not firing. And I'm like, what is happening? Like I'm shaking. You can see from the video, I'm shaking. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I, I can f pick it up. Like yeah, I'm like, yeah. you got two feet, yeah, literally two feet, maybe less than that. And you win this. And my leg is like not firing. Basically, so, so my leg's not firing, but whatever. I'm just like, okay, I'm just exhausted, I guess, whatever. I get second place. I still qualify for nationals. And I'm like, we in it. Let's just, we're doing it. So um, the next day, when we all celebrated, you know, we had pizza that night, drinking, whatever. You, you won. Uh, no, you, yeah, second. you got second. Yeah, okay. but you still qualify for national. So gotcha. I was like, so whatever. You, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. did get a cool trophy, yeah. which I never got a cool trophy. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> still bitter about it. It's fine. I wanted a freaking sword. I never got a sword. Yeah, those are really cool, actually. So basically, we, we drive back from Kentucky that that night, and I wake up in, you know, I was, I'd say the night with Wes, uh, who was my late boyfriend or whatever, and um, the one that passed. And so whenever I woke up, I couldn't get out of bed. I literally try to roll over to the side and I'm like, I'm hunched over. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, what did I do? And my leg, I can't feel my leg from my hip, basically where my belly button is, where it goes to the left. So from there, right there in the pelvic, um, uh, like in my hip bone and down, I can't feel my leg. And I'm just like kind of limping. That's scary. And yeah, it was scary. It was, it was like, did I sleep weird? I mean, because I've had back issues. My back was always in pain, but it never was like that. Like it was always like centralized in the pain. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm lifting, because I'm, I'm deadlifting 425, 405. Like right. I'm, I'm back one heavy. Like that was just normal. With strongman, that's the difference in bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, you're mentally exhausted. Strongman, you're physically wrecked all the time. You got bruises, you're beat up, you just feel like shit. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, but, you know, it's worth it for that, that lift or that exhilarating, yeah, you know, the moment. Anyway, so I kind of ignore the pain in my leg for a couple like weeks or whatever, because Wes had been acting off a little bit. But the numbness. The numbness is still there. Yeah. So I literally went to deadlift and back squat 300, over 300 pounds, literally like two days later. And I was just, cause I was just <laughs> working out, just kept on going. And I was just like, it'll go away. It'll Damn. go away. Well, I, ended up dealing with that pain for a year before I even did something about it. So imagine like right now, my leg feels like a Charlie horse. So you know how annoying Charlie horses are? Yeah. How you feel like it goes yeah. numb and you're like, okay, let me like get it back. Not I, like when your leg falls asleep? Yes, that's how it feels like right now. Oh gosh. So I can't like- now, Do you get the pins and needles on the bottom of your foot? It's not pins and needles. I can feel my toes right now, but right now my calf, it's just like numb. So right now I'm like, come on, like wake up, but it won't, it won't come back. 
Um, that's why I, that seems like, cause that's what I was asking if that was scary. That seems like that would have been very alarming. Yeah. And it, and it was, but here's the thing though. I was dealing with his stuff and putting him before myself. I was putting others before myself, my clients before myself, everyone before myself. And do you, do you want to kind of tie some of that stuff into this? Yeah. For the, for, you know, for story purposes, like yeah, just, I, for one thing, again, I will say you've done episodes on things before, and I'm yeah. sure that we'll talk about this a lot, but um, definitely want to include as much as you feel comfortable with or, you know, that we, sure. we can. Um, so, yeah, you – I get what I was trying to build up to there is I was trying to think about knowing the story myself, where to, where to kind of jump in. But I think the important thing to know is that th- – keep in mind, like, here's the framing that I'm looking for. So everything that we're saying right now, right, mm-hmm. is like – Wow, your leg is numb. Yeah. You're in pain. You're clearly in pain. Yeah. You know, you've clearly messed yourself up really bad. And not only, you know, are you still lifting, but you're almost kind of putting all of that on the back burner because of these other issues. And so it must have been something pretty serious going on. And that's kind of where I'm going to kind of yeah. let you take so over from there. So something, I kind of had that intuition feeling again, something that Wes was like hiding something or whatever. Well, two weeks later, I actually was doing a photo shoot and he wasn't answering the phone and he'd always texted me good morning, beautiful or good morning or whatever every day. And he didn't respond. And the night before he acted kind of weird, kind of called me. It's not like he'd been drinking, but I was like, whatever. Anyway, so that next day he doesn't answer. And I'm like, you can tell in the photo shoot, my eyes are kind of welted because I'm like crying, but I put it all together, did my photo shoot, did my deal and still showed up as Dandy Fitness. And then I, um, you know, and then I was like, okay, so I, I, I'm trying to figure out. So I'm calling everybody. I'm calling his best friend, also whatever. So I go to his house and I see a man and a woman like going into his house. I'm, and I'm kind of like, what is going on? Who are those people? I'm like, that must be his brother and sister. So I almost pulled my car, but something told me not to. Well, I finally, his best friend calls me back. He's like, Danny, do not talk to them. I'll be there in five minutes. And I was like, fine, get here or I'm talking to them. So he gets there and I, I get out of the car. I was like, I was like, what's up, man? And this is somebody that watched me in West State. This is somebody that knew. Wes had introduced himself to my parents. Like, he had met my nieces and nephews, my brother and his wife, every, everyone. He'd yeah. been to my fitness festivals. He, he, everyone knew we were together. Like, it wasn't like a hidden relationship. That's what I was going to say. It's just like the real, like 30-second quick speed version of it is that But he it, hid his things. family from me, which, again, whatever. Um, so I didn't think anything of it. But, yeah. And there were things that he finally, like, un- unfolded about his life slowly, but I had to like ask for them. And that's what I hate, you know, is like asking for something like you should just tell me it should be an open thing. Mm. Um, so then what happened was the, the guy that I talked to, I'll leave his name out of it, but he, he goes, Danny, you, you can't go to the hospital. Like Wes has been in the hospital. And I was like, well, what happened? Like we have to go now. What, yeah. what's Cause I told him, I said, the only reason he's not texting me is he's either in the hospital or he's in jail, mm. which is it? And he's like, he's in the hospital. I'm like, what happened? So they said that he had like rhabdomyolysis from the, the competition, all this stuff and whatever. And so I, was he, a, he did strongman as well. He did strongman as well, but he also was doing steroids. And I did not know about that. Still didn't know about that at this point, but anyway, basically, um, he, they tell the guy tells me like, yeah, he's like, he's out. And I was like, yeah, like, we got to go right now. He's like, you can't go up there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, why can't I go up there? Like, you know, whatever. And he was like, Danny, like Wes is married. And I just like, I fell on the ground. I, I he was like, you can hit me in the face if you want to. He's crying. I'm crying. I'm like yelling. Like, I'm like, what? Cause I had asked a million times, like, is he set? Like, cause he had said to me that he was divorced, but then it was like, but there's still some things, you know, whatever. Right. But very much so. Still yeah. married. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
anyway, and I'm just like, what is happening? That was the starting point of so many other things. Like then, that conversation with the with his brother. Yeah. Then to fast forward, you know, it, then we then I find out because I'm like, okay, well, we can work through this, whatever. Well, then to come find out, oh, he's actually an addict. And I had to like do a bunch of stuff with that. And like, actually like, you know, there were so many things that happened and I should not have kept going back to him. But honestly, at the moment when I found out that he was married, something in me, there was like a clock that started ticking. And I don't know where that came from because I didn't, I didn't really feel rushed in life before, but I will say that I was always been scheduled. I've always been on a strict like timeline. Right. But it was that moment when that happened, everything changed and my, this clock started and, and, and I was like, and I I think that was God telling me like, he is going to pass away. You have a certain amount of time, do what you got to do with it, like make an impact or whatever, help him through this. Like so, you felt like an urgency yes, that came yeah, over you almost? Yes. Like, and I started feeling that slowly as things got worse. And then when I found out, I was like, okay, well, and I was like, okay, I'll stay away from whatever. I could not stay away from him. Like it was, we were drawn together. He would call me, he would show up at work, my work. He would be around, like he was not going to let me go. And I think a lot of people and a lot of women who have dealt with abuse, physical, mental, um, addicts, addiction, anything like that, they know this feeling and they know that what happens is they manipulate you. They're narcissistic. Um, they really hate themselves and they will try to tear you, not tear you down, but like basically drag you along as long as they can. Misery loves because think company. about it. Like yeah. how great is it to come home to me? Like, right, you know, somebody right, right. that's like going to love you and love you right. unconditionally and like be there for you. And I, and I did, I, I was the best. I think like to me, I, I wanted to prove to myself if I could be the best girlfriend. Cause this was my first relationship. This is my first boyfriend. Also important context, I think. Yeah. So I, you know, so I'm like, I'm in it and I don't quit things. So I'm like, I'm not quitting on him. I got this. He's, he's telling me now he's going to separate. Like she's left. Like she knows about me. Everything's out in the open. We can do this. Yeah. Then when I found out about the drugs, then that was like a whole nother situation. And how, I'm like, how far apart were those two things? Like uh, the, a few months, okay. mm-hmm. but this is right before COVID happened. So then when that happened, you know, then I'm starting to think like, okay, COVID happens. We all re- relied on our families. We went to, I'm like, so you're going to be with your family. Where, where does that leave me? Right. Right. Zombie apocalypse happens. Y'all go into a cabin. Like, where do I go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it going to be me, you and her? Mm-hmm. Then to come find out a few months later, cause again, still sticking around on and off, on and off and on and off, whatever to come find out a few months later. Um, that he has other girls that he's been seeing mm. and we're seeing the entire time to then find that out. That was a slap in the face yeah. because I really did think, you know what I mean? Like we were soulmates and we were together and then to have all that, it just the pain, the trauma, the, this and that. And then to be like tracking him on his phone and it like, finally, like it just got to a point where it was like, this is too much you know, whatever. And that's when around the time that we did that whole transformation through trauma shoot, yeah, I which I was that. not okay at that point. I thought like I could like get it together. And I was like, I'm moving forward. And I was trying to get anything that I possibly could that would help me to move forward, which I loved like speaking engagements, the podcast, photo shoots. St- I started starting new things so that it would help me guide me through because I didn't have anyone to lean on for support. My parents, they, they were the best support they could be, but you got to understand too. I just got an influencership at connect. And so I, and then, and then COVID happened, whatever. I had to take all my clients to virtual, still run a business, still try to make money during COVID, which I did. And then move in literally right as I turned 27 into connect, um, which was great. But 
all that happening and still can't feel my leg. And, you know, I'm trying to work out and, and not really do strong man, but do strong man. So everything is just haywire. It is chaos. Okay. And that's why when now people say, oh man, you do so much, you whatever. I'm like, this is organized chaos. Right. Right. Yeah. This is, you have no idea yeah, what chaos is. That, like yeah. this is structured and there's a plan in place and I see the plan and I see the dreams and I'm fighting for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm in all of this. And, and honestly, if you've ever dealt with grief, even before I lost him, I just, I, you there's so much trauma back and forth that I had never even lost someone that I loved, not a friend, not a, a relative, nobody ever. I didn't understand. I was one of those people that when you told somebody and you're like, yeah, I lost like my grandpa or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, like yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. I didn't care yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and, it's, just, and, it's a difficult thing if you've never experienced it to you, like possibly understand. Like, Yeah. And you, know. you can't understand it. And, and then and, and, afterwards when somebody says it, you're like, yes, I got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you and so, so it did. It, it, it brought me closer to my clients that had lost people. It helped me understand more. I mean, and I will say the clients that stuck with me through all this, I mean, because I w the day that he passed, so he passed in October 20th of 2020. And when he passed away, I knew it was going to happen. The night before I had this horrible dream. Um, and it was a Monday night, I had a horrible dream. And that Tuesday I woke up and we started messaging or whatever. And he actually came to see me at the gym. And I knew that it would be the last time, like the way he, he, it came and he kissed me at this point, you know, he's saying that he's separated. He's not seeing these girls. He's chosen me, all these things. I don't know. He could have seen everybody before me. I could have been the 15th stop on his day. I don't know. I don't care. It's not worth it to know uh, anymore. I was obsessed about knowing and figuring out every little thing, whatever, but like the, the last few things that, that yeah. happened yeah. and, uh, and the timelines and all this stuff. And then I was just like, he's gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. But either way, the way I like to remember it is that, I gave it my all. I told his parents when I when I when I stopped saving him, saving his life, because I had done that a few times. When I stop and remove myself and put myself first, he will pass away. Mm -hmm. And that conversation happened two weeks before he died. And nobody yes. listened to me. People thought that I was crazy and whatever. And I was like, guys, like, I'm not crazy. I'm not a homeworker. I'm not whatever. Like, I'm just trying to tell you, like, right. this is what. That's, a, that's the worst situation to be in because it's like you, you know, you feel, you, well, for one thing, you love the person, so you, yes. you want to help them for that reason. But yeah. even, even at a certain point, you still feel like, you know, you feel obligated. You feel like there's a responsibility. And like, well, yeah. and like to your point, whenever you look at an equation like that and you're like, okay, well, how difficult it is, it, how difficult is it for me to remove myself from a situation that I really believe that if I remove myself from, this person will, will pass away? No, 100%. How difficult? That's got to be terrible. I, that's why my, some of my friends you know, at the time we're like, you have no kids with him. You have, you're not married. Like you have the best situation in this get out. And which is true. Bad stuff didn't happen to me because yeah. I was smart and they, and did happen to some of the people. But point being, I, I just, I, like I said, I couldn't give it up. And then finally that, that Tuesday, I was like, I'm picking myself first. I'm not going to track him, whatever. He's going to do what he's going to do, right? He started sending me all these messages. The last few things that he said to me was, we're going to have beautiful babies someday. Um, I'm really excited for the future holds. Like, it's almost like he was like grasping at everything. He was like, I'm going to start playing guitar again. I'm going to take up classes. You know, he was all these positives. And I think it overwhelmed him. And then I think he, and then he. Not used. Yeah. yeah. And then he uh, passed away. And his brother called me. I, I knew, uh, but I had. 
there was something that happened when I was sitting at Connect. I was doing a video and this helicopter came past. Mm -hmm. And that was what me and him talked about. Because I told him, just show me you care. Show me you care. Like at this point, I was paying for stuff. There's a lot of things that happened. And so he had actually booked a, a, a helicopter ride for us that was supposed to happen the weekend before, but it rained. Super eerie. Yes. And so when I saw the helicopter and he wasn't responding immediately to my messages, I was like, he's gone. And then I went by his house and it looked so empty and so dark. And I was like, yeah. So I, so I went back yeah. to connect. I sat there and I waited for the call and I called up my two best friends and Jordan was one of them. And we were on three-way call and I was like, guys, I, I don't know, you know, freaking out, whatever. And his brother was calling me and his brother did not like me because of the whole situation. And he called me up. And I, I knew. And the moment that that happened, he told me, he said, the West is, is gone. And when that happened, it almost, I mean, I just, again, fell on the ground, started sobbing. Mom drives up, stays the night with me. The next day I trained like 18 people, 18 clients and tried to keep it the best together I could, you know, and I should not have, but the ones that were there that understood that and that were there for me, that was, and they're still my clients to this day. They were the real ones, you know? So um, just for a little bit of reference too, I'm curious, um, just to connect these two points, but the video that you were talking about that we did, um, if anybody knows Amber, she does a transformation through trauma series. Yeah. You may have seen Danny's uh, episode on there as well. But um, when that very, 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 very first started, yes. you know, was actually Danny. Like you were the first one that we did. Yeah. And you're also like the, we also didn't do like, didn't do anything ever with it. Like once it was done, yes. Because I remember talking to you and I mean, even thinking about some of the things you're saying now, it's, it's good that you were able to recognize that at the time, but you basically were like, I can't, this is not yeah. like, I, I wanted to do it. And now that it's done, I'm well, like, I don't think that I should, you like know, truly last year, which was 2022, I did another photo shoot with Amber and we did these beautiful photos and I'm just like spinning and happy and just like my body, you know, I'm, I feel good. Um, this is like, now that I've gotten into bodybuilding, getting ready for the show and all these things have progressed. Right. So about two years difference in time was then when I was like, this right here should have been the after part of the transformation mm -hmm. through trauma part. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, you're exactly right. But that is how much time it, it took for me to actually be able to see myself and see a smile that I recognized again. Even I used to talk to my phone a lot more, which sounds silly, but like I used, to, my, I used to my talk. My fiance, she, whenever her uh, stepfather passed, she took pictures of herself crying. Yeah. And now, cause now she gets the Snapchat memories and she's like, Oh, like that's where I was. And yes. now, you know, and, and I did that too. But like, I used to be one of those that was like after, I mean, the car's like, Hey guys, like I'm getting in the car today and I'm going to go here and I'm going to be whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I used to do it all the time. Yeah. But then after loss and that grief, I couldn't even look at myself because mm -hmm. I didn't recognize myself mm -hmm. and it wasn't like body dysmorphia. That's a whole nother situation. This is like, I couldn't recognize my smile, my eyes, like, and it made me so sad. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fuck. Like, and I tried to smile. I tried to do photo shoots. I tried to do things to get me out of that. And I'm not, I don't regret doing any of those things. I don't regret doing the transformation through trauma. I don't, I don't regret because every single part of it did help me. The billboard, I mean, everything, because right. he was alive during the billboard, but that was another thing, a freeing thing of like, I'm naked on this billboard and like, I'm loving my body and I'm going to love myself even though this man is treating me this way, these things mm -hmm. are happening, like, mm -hmm. and maybe I should feel worthless or I should feel whatever, but I'm not going to. 
I can't let someone dim my light completely and take right. it away. And that's why I worked that next day because I was like, I'm not going to let you take away the money that I deserve, that I that have earn. worked hard for, yeah, yeah that I'm going to earn or whatever. Like, you see what I mean? And and all of them would have understood and I could have moved it. Right. Maybe it's not that. I, I didn't have to work. I just was like, you are not going to take one more thing from me. Right. And so anyway. So how long was that? Uh, that mm-hmm. was a I was going to ask, how long was the transformation of trauma, like from when it actually happened? Because it was pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did the transformation through trauma, I think, the the beginning of September, and then he passed away in October. Oh, he was still alive when we did it? Yes. I thought he had... I thought no, he... No, he... Did, so that's why Amber was so like, that's why, yeah, cause you take said, it back, yes, because she was like, right. he actually passed. Like, you know, so, yes. no, because I borrowed his shirt. Sorry about that. I literally I thought, went and gave him his shirt back afterwards and was like I did that I'm just letting you know these photos are going to come out this video is coming out uh, yes but like yes. I am trying to move yes. forward and then I'd even had an intervention with this family that's why I told them hey I just want you know like I'm stepping back he will pass away do what you got to do yes because okay. clearly yes. y'all can handle that it that all clicks now yes 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 and and then yeah. yeah and so anyway so when he came to see me that last day it was a beautiful day because it, you know like I said it was just he seemed like in good spirits. He came, he just, and he just gave me this kiss that was just like this breathtaking thing. I was just was like, whoa. Like, and then he kind of like hollered at me, you know, like blew me a kiss. And then he left. And, and I really do think that, and Wes, I, the way that I'm painting him, it's going to, you know, I'm sure someone's going to be like, that's not who he was, whatever, whatever. Again, you didn't live my experience. You weren't there. Um, I got all the photos. I got all the videos if you want them, you know, whatever. But actually, uh, I have, um, I, I did delete a lot of stuff uh, yesterday, which was great. And that, because with my 30th, I wanted to like do that, you know, yeah, because yeah. I'm moving forward. But yeah. anyway, it's just one of those things where like, and no one can understand that experience. And you can judge it. You can do whatever you want. But I was naive at the time. I really did believe the best I could. I believed that I could be the best girlfriend I could. I believe I was the best girlfriend that could could be. But, you know, I learned a lot from the situation um, about myself and in, in things that I thought that I was ready for uh, that I wasn't. And, um, and, and so this has given me you know, time, because even like after he passed, that's when I finally could work on my leg and like get with doctors and chiropractors and whatever. And then fast forward four months of just walking and doing PT exercises, I put on like 30 something pounds because I wasn't eating. I'm going through depression. Literally, there's a whole pizza in front of me. I'm having like a half a slice. That was not normal for me. So I was very much not like eating or whatever, but still working and putting everybody else before me. Well, I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I am going to have a great day. Like I'm just, I'm living at this connect place. I'm doing this stuff as an influencer. I have a lot of good going for me. I scheduled a blowout, a spray tan, like for my hair, uh, a spray tan and all these different things. And I said, I'm going to put this. I appreciate you clearing that, for, yep, clarifying yep, yep, yep. that. For <laughs> and then, uh, so I'm going to do all that. And so when I, and, and what I did was ask, I'm going to post something that makes me feel good about myself on, on social media because like I said, I just was having a hard time with that. And I was like, what was the perfect day? What memory do you have? And and, and I related it back to Wes. The tire flip day. The day that I flipped that 500 pound tire, we competed together. He was right there flipping a thousand pound tire. He met my parents. Um, he, we went to dinner afterwards. Like we all had such a great night. Like it was the perfect day. I was a sponsor. My clients flew up for it. Like my client showed up for me. My ambassador showed up. Everyone was there. It, it was a it all perfect perfectly. day, yeah, yeah. And and I competed and I won Nashville Strongest Woman in 2019. So I posted that in 2020 and like uh, or 2021 
in like February or something just to feel good. And then when you that about the tire flip video, yeah, like the the context you just gave me is the reason why you posted that video. Is what you're saying? Yes. Wow. So because I, I, need, I needed like a positive, I, I needed just something to bring me out of all the negativity. So what I did was I was so I posted that video. And I said, you know, and I, I was playing about it. Think about all my captions I've ever written. Yeah. They're all long and they're all whatever. Yeah. I literally was like, the only female to lift a 500 pound tire. That's what I posted, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Put my phone down. I go get my hair done, do whatever. And then like even my hair girl's like, oh, is that you doing that tire? I was like, yeah. Anyway, I put it on TikTok. I was like, oh, I need to like get up with the times. Like, let's do that, whatever. So I did that. And then my phone had been like kind of blowing up or whatever. After my spray tan, I was like, whatever. I'm not paying attention. I got this meeting. I got to do these things, whatever. I go to meet up with Blake and I'm like, bruh, something's going on. Like I have all these followers on Instagram, my <laughs> TikToks, whatever. Anyway, my video went viral. And it just continued to keep going viral over and over again, like on different platforms. It's being seen on the Reddit, ESPN, you know, it's all over the place. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like Sports Center. Uh, it was on E News. Yeah, E News. E yeah. News. It was on like Shape I, Magazine, yeah, like all yeah, these different yeah. places. And I'm like, I don't know who put that out, but thank you. Uh, whoever you are that saw this and got it to who it was supposed to get to. Cause you gotta understand, people were like, why does she only why is she only following like six people? Because I had just started TikTok. Like I yeah, had like, <laughs> yeah, I literally yeah, yeah, had one of yeah. my clients was trying to teach me how to use it like yeah, yeah. I like four videos before that like yeah. no and so anyway so then I'm just like oh my gosh this is incredible people reach out to me uh Instagram's blowing up whatever so it was so it was that just, was that was that is awesome and it, like, a beautiful yes, moment yes, right 100 100 I was just like Damn. I did not I did not know that I did not know that. Yeah. And so that was like super cool. And it was the, it was honestly the kick that I needed because then I stopped with my grief and I was like, okay, you got to get shape back in order. So then shape magazines like, yeah, we want to put you in the magazine, but show us that you, why you deserve this essentially. And I was like, cool, let's go. Shape squad instructor, virtual workout. I'm going to find some cool locations. That's why we found, I found Nissan stadium, reached out to my contact, the mm -hmm. place and you know, all these places the day or two before was like, look, I will market you. I will tag you. I will do whatever. But so basically everything reignited in my creativity that was so stunted by the grief and loss. And I was like, we're doing this. I, and so I will tell my story. You know what I mean? And so anyway, so basically. So did you look at that as like a, like the way that that worked out, considering like the way you planned that day out and just like with everything, you know, what all the reasons why you said it was a beautiful moment. Did you kind of look at that as, because I kind of see it as almost like a nod, you know, from God, from the universe. Yeah. Of like, hey, look, you're, you you're good to, to go. Yeah, you're like, good to go. You, you literally, it was like you've taken your time. Right. You've got this injury. Now let's. And that was what yeah. was so great because I was like, yeah. And so honestly, at that point, my leg numbness, the chiropractors, doctors told me you may have that the rest of your life. So basically you got to deal with it. But PT, Epsom salt bath, whatever you want to do, because it wasn't severe enough to like, because, oh, I didn't even say this. I don't think the vertebrae shifted forward. You guys. So when the vertebrae shifted forward, it crushed the disc. Okay? That's what I was about to ask you. And what? then the nerves, because of my Sheesh. original, like, issue the fracture the nerves are trapped under there and like that's why i can't feel my foot or whatever but this is the simplest way i can put it so basically you know yeah i mean and i had to regain function on my leg like even with bodybuilding like with on the heels some my, with that first show like my leg was given out so like i had to continually practice continually push for that so basically you know, this was the kit, the, the tire flip video is so much more than just a viral video. You know, people do the, all this stuff for clout and they're like, oh, viral, whatever. This was the catalyst that got me back to myself. And that was why it was such a cool 
moment and, and everything. And yes, I appreciated everybody acknowledging like, oh, a body positive brand. Oh, a girl that doesn't look a certain way that can lift heavy and, the, you know, she's not too manly, you know, all these things. And I had hundreds of thousands of negative comments too about my body. And I was like, what's new? That's been my whole life. Cool. It, I was like, keep talking. Like, please keep talking. Please keep proving my point for me. Thank you. So that was nice. And people would cut, would come and like clap back for me. Like it was awesome. I loved watching that. Um, but just getting the, getting the conversation started. So when that all went down, so now, it was 2021, whatever that. And so what happened was shape was like, we're going to put you on your, our Instagram. You're going to run it. So I went to Nissan stadium. I'm, I'm breathing heavy. Like it was hot. You know, you were there. I'm sweating my ass off. I'm wearing leggings. Cause I didn't feel comfortable being really being in my shorts. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things happening. And I was like loving my body, but I just knew I was like not comfortable. Like I was breathing heavy. And so it's like, you got to get this back under control. So after getting in Shape Magazine and them doing an article after, um, you know, I'm partnering with like Smoothie King, I'm doing all these different things, whatever. When that starts happening, I was like, I got to get the food under control. Well, somebody told me about this bodybuilding coach and I was like, you know what, let me start there. And I actually went to the National Fit Show, um, in 2021 to watch it at Gaylord Opryland. And I got dressed up. I went to eat beforehand, Restoration Hardware, ate by myself, went to the show, watched it, have no idea what's going on. I'm like, yeah, there's some girls in bikinis. Okay, cool. I see my sponsor friends. I'm like, I know you, I know you, I knew you, I knew you. Like, what's up, what's up, what's up? And everyone's like, are you gonna do a show? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just like here. So this is 2021, July. So I turned, I guess what, 28? Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I am like, all right, I'm still living at Connect. I've bought my house already, um, getting that all squared away. And I'm like, let's do this. Like, let, why not shoot for this? You're already feeling creative. You're already feeling back to yourself. Let's get the food under control with emotional eating, you know? And, um, you know, because anyone that's gone through grief and loss, they know, like, you want to sit and just eat or not eat. Just comfort food. Yeah. 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 And just, yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, like, yeah. And, yeah. You have every right to do that however you want to grieve for however long you want to do it. And I guess, too, people kept rushing me. Once again, this, that that freaking clock ticking. And that was what was so upsetting because I'm like, like, stop. Like, do not rush my grief. Because they're like, well, you're free now. Yes, I was free of the torment. I was free of the non, no more narcissism and, like, um, manipulation. I was, you're right. You are right. But... I had to lose my best friend and the person yes. that I talked to every day. You know, do you know how hard it was to leave after I would train clients for like 12 hours straight, 13 hours straight, 14 hours straight, and then immediately want to call him? Because that's what I did. I don't even think he listened to me half the time. But you know what he was doing? He was getting food ready for me back at his house and a shower running. That was all I had ever needed right. or all I ever wanted. I didn't ask right. for luxurious gifts. I didn't need to be shown about. I didn't even need to post on my Instagram, right? Because, you know, he's a private person. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it's so, so funny, but it's funny. But you know what I mean, yeah, though? Yes, so, yes, like, I, but so those little things helped me out so much. Because I was still living at the time when I dated him in Murfreesboro. So I'd have to drive home and then come back up here to train. Like, so that was helpful, too, because he lived in Na Nashville. So anyway, it, it just is all that to say. You know, when I, I got, when I decided to do the bodybuilding stuff, the food part of it really helped. So I started working on this, this coach, um, heavy D training and, and he helped me with that. And he's like, well, we could do an online program so you could do workouts. And I'm like, cool. Okay. So now I have a structure. I have a God. Um, and we, I started doing that and he's like, do you want to compete? I was like, let me just like get my habits into a routine. Don't pressure me on anything. Like, let me just see. Cause my leg's still numb. I'm still losing weight, feeling good in my body more. So, um, ended up going to like Tennessee glamping, did like a 
uh, trade with them. So my parents, we went hiking. We just had the best time, you know, made breakfast. And this was around like Christmas time. And me and mom had some champagne, you know, whatever, hot tub and everything. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. I got like seven months, like, or eight months, whatever. I was like, I can do this. And so I had been like slowly, you know, tapering away and whatever, but it was like very slow. So, because I was just like making like changes, but I still was kind of overeating a little bit or I was like having excess, whatever. So my body was like, nah, this isn't a real change. And so what happened was come January, it was like January 16th, I believe, because it was my best friend, um, who's like four years younger than me, it was her birthday. We went out to, out in Nashville, because I still live to connect, down in Midtown. We ended up at Kung Fu. I'm playing Mrs. Pac-Man. We're drinking, having a good night, because I wanted to prove to myself, because the people that I was surrounding myself with before that, for months of after Wes, I mean, I, I was acting out. I'm drinking, and I'm like depressed, and I'm crying, and like, I'm not fun to be around. And yeah, I know I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're grieving though. But exactly, but they didn't care because he was a bad person. Right. And so they right. valued it as well, he was a bad person, so you shouldn't grieve. Yeah. Well, but I, then when but then when the exact same thing happened to another girl that we know, oh, but he was a good person. A she's reaction. allowed to grieve. Mm. I was gonna say that you're uh you're what you said at the end of the last segment, um, about um the way that you uh, about being free. They were they were saying that you're free. And I mean, like you said, yes, okay, I can see logically where you're coming from, but you're totally discounting the fact that this is a person that I loved yeah. that's that's gone now. So yeah. like, what about that part? Exactly. And that's where, like I said, it all just seemed very unfair about everything. The way I was treated, the way things went down, all of it. The only thing that was given to me by God, I believe, was that that, that last kiss, that last moment, it was all positive. It was very, the the most it's kind of like somebody on their deathbed mm -hmm. and they're just like you know they give you that like moment that where last like, moment where they're good to go and yes they're, they're and you're all, like yeah. okay yeah that was the only like good part of it because I know people who've because I've talked to people I've been in grief groups and whatever where they were angry they were yelling and that's what I didn't want to happen and I think Wes knew that I think he kind of used that against me a little bit but again I did not want us to have a fight and then him something happen and then me blame myself for the rest of my life or. For him to stay around, honestly, for years and years and years and me be 50 years old and, you know, still, still in the still same situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. So when I decided after, so I went out to not, uh, out to dinner and had drinks with my friend Bailey at the time and uh, at, at the time of January 16th or whatever of 2022. And I basically decided that night afterwards, I was like, I didn't cry. We just had the best time. I played Mrs. Pac-Man and uh, we played Guitar Hero. And just like till the sun rose, we talked. And then I like woke up the next day, have a protein shake, got back on it, went and did fasted cardio. And and then literally like I, I was like, I'm not going to drink anymore. Like I proved to myself that it wasn't that I needed it or that I was emotional or I was this or that. Or I was I was like, no, on the, I had a good, a good night. I'm going to call it and I'm going to really give this bodybuilding thing a shot. So... I go into that. I'm really focused on the meal plan, whatever. And then people start to see more progress really fast. And they're like, whoa, like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just like paying attention. And I'm like, you know, really on it. I'm not, you know, meal prepping and eating. I'm like meal prepping. Like I'm like doing my deal and following it to the T. So I go to this like uh, fit show workshop and then I meet these girls that were awesome. And we become really close in the wellness division. And so that they're awesome. And, um, and then after that, um, I ended up doing the show after my birthday, which was, uh, I turned 29 yeah. And then I uh, did the show after that. And I did the, the Murphy's Pearl show, um, the natural show after that too. And I did great because here's the thing. 
I just genuinely was like, I had fun performing. I had fun getting ready. I love that stuff. I went from strong man, being dirty, smelly, gross, you know, whatever, all the time, to being like hair done, nails done, everything, you know. It's quite the opposite. And I loved it, it, but but that was like, I was a competitive dancer growing up. I danced since the age of three. So being on stage was not something I was afraid of. I was like literally in the wings dancing to Beyonce. I was like, Let's roll. Yeah. Everybody's like freaking out, shaking. I'm I was like, say, that's probably a that's probably an advantage, you know, yes. when it comes to that, because a lot of people are probably that's probably their least favorite part is a hundred percent. But also, I'm like, and also, I don't. Here's the thing, and I was saying this to you when you first got here, but like, I don't mind being naked anymore. And and and, and this is so silly, and people be like, oh, okay, whatever. But you got to understand, I didn't look at myself naked until I was like, I don't know, from the ages of like when I was young, I guess, till like. 19, 18, like I couldn't, I was so, I hated my reflection. I hated what everyone said about me. I hated because I loved myself, but it was so many people telling me every day something's wrong with you that finally you start to believe it. And that was what was upsetting. Or you look out of place or this and it's like, oh, well there's one standard of beauty and you don't fit it. So have fun with that. So it's like to now be like, oh yeah, let me just change in front of these people, you know, my photographer that had, or to do that photo shoot where I did the naked picture. Yeah, I just was naked completely in front of her and my my ambassador, and it was great. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, like I hid myself for so long, and and there was times where it was, you know, somewhere and I'm wearing layers of clothes and this and that and whatever, or oh my bumps or blemishes or they're gonna affect somebody else. I don't care. You got a problem with my bumps, like. Please, you have a solution. Help me out. Like, you know, you got a problem with my scars? Like, yeah. whatever. That's part of me. Like, it's just, that's, those are real bodies and they need to be seen. And like, you know, and oh, there's like cellulite or there's this or that. It's like, whatever. Like, good Lord. It's So, so it's like after I started, like, not when I lost my weight, not when whatever, but I started doing that. I mean, when I was, the the picture of me doing the, the, like, the naked picture, yeah. that was 2019, West was still alive. Or 20, hold on, no, 2020, he was still alive. And, and... That was like August or, or no, it was taken on before my birthday. Yeah. So another birthday shoot, 27. Yeah. 27 years old. Yeah. So three years ago. And I was literally, that's before I started bodybuilding, you guys. So I'm like 200 something pounds doing that jump over and over again with a bum leg. And then put, and then also had the balls to put it on a billboard in downtown Asheville. Exactly. By the, by the and way. got my connect. By got the it, way. Got a huge <laughs> discount, did some trade yeah, yeah. and got it up there. And it ran for like two weeks. And everybody saw it. You it's know? also like uh, it's it's uh, like you're talking about being naked, and it's like, well, we're here now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like once that's up there, yes. you're like, you're like, well, uh, can't really uh, pull yeah. that one back in the box. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, and I didn't want to. Yeah, it's because like yeah. because even to get it up there, I had to fight to get it up there on the right. billboard. Yeah, and you know, and now. I have my own little mural of it in my gym, in my home gym, and it's beautiful. And I looked at that picture, and I look at it every time, and I'm like, you got to understand, the fact that I was able to make it to that photo shoot, still going through, or still dealing with all the stuff that he was putting me through, still keep my business running successful through a pandemic, still be an influencer for a high rise, be the only female influencer for a high rise, okay? Then also dealing with, like, my family and all this stuff, whatever, you know, and, and, um, and our relationship and rebuilding that. I mean, there were so many moving parts, and everything, and when I look at that photo, it takes my breath away every time because I don't have a single thought of, oh, I wish I would have been my thinnest when I took that photo. Right. I wish I, no, I was like, damn, you look fantastic. And I felt great that day, you know? And and I just, you know and what they, I love you know what that. they say, right? Huh? A picture's worth 
Oh yeah, thousand words. A thousand words, and that's what it is. And and so that was a, a, a that was just awesome. So anyway, so after no, that's you know, awesome. I think that that's great. I think all that's great you. context. I think all of that is not even just context. I think it's a great it's a great story, but it's a great story for it would be a great story on the outside looking in. But yeah. for the purposes of why we're talking about it, I think that it's fantastic that people understand some of these things. And I also would say too that I you know. Yeah, I, I relate on a lot of these things. And yeah. so I, I definitely agree with you that it can be like some of this stuff I, I know I can I can feel you just wanting to almost burst. Like you just want to make people like understand, like, yeah. listen, what this is, what I what I go through. And, what I, and it's not my job. I'm speaking as you now, yes. but it, it's not my job to sit around talking about this stuff all the time and to tell, you know, yeah. it's my job to go help my clients and my clients yes. are going to tell me about the issue that they had at home and they're going to do this. And then I'm going to get a call from somebody and then I got to go do, mm-hmm. send out an order because somebody paid me that for the supplement. So now I got to get that to them. And so it's not like, and then one day goes by and then a week goes by and then a month and then a yeah. year and then three years and you realize, shit, this has been really tough and I'm not really talking to anybody about it. And it's building up on me and now I'm getting resentful a little bit or I'm getting mm-hmm. bitter towards people that I wouldn't normally act that way towards. And I think, you know, again, this has nothing to do with me, but I relate on that to the point of like, you just get to the point where you're just like, I, I just wish that somebody would just say like, look, I hear yes, and see everything yeah. that you're doing. And it's, and when you don't get that after a long time, it can become something that weighs on you, you know? Right. And, and no, and that's such a beautiful way that you put it because the thing is, is it's not, it, I don't resent people for not understanding, you know, I don't, and whatever, that's fine. It's their journey and stuff like that. It's, um, it's more so that we can be so open-minded as a culture to so many things now, but you still can't accept my body. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like to me, that's like, and, and people are like, if people are listening, they're like, I don't understand. What do you mean? Accept your body on Instagram. Like I'm continually shadow banned. There's things that like, they won't let me put up there, whether that's workouts, What's that, that whether is that's bodybuilding pictures, whether that's whatever. And this is real shit. I know. And this is why like, and even Amber was talking about that today to her client and the client was like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, and, um, when you told me that you got flagged for sexual content, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Multiple what? times. Or like, and I'm like, I'm literally doing like workout. Like I'm lifting. Well, yeah. Legs. And it's, a, there's porn. I know. On Instagram. I'm I like, know. what? There's I, girls with their legs spread in bikinis I mean, and their stuff on. is fine. And you can say, oh, well, somebody And they're also just, putting a link in their bio to a porn website. Yes. They're, you know, they're the stuff that they talk, right. you know. Half the and, time, they're not even real but people. Do you, but you know? do you understand that this also comes to the point where I think this is what pisses them the most off? And I don't know if it's people, if it's Instagram or whoever is doing it. But I, I just think that it's because I am a strong, confident woman. I am beautiful. And I know that. And, and I can be sexy and be in this body, whether it's 220 pounds or it's 150 pounds. And they have a problem with that. Because right. I, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and yep. because most. Well, you're a threat, right? Right. And, and the thing is, is that like, that shouldn't be, again, especially if you do support females and biz and local business and stuff like that, like you understand how hard it is to, you know, be in the space and I'm in a male dominated field. Right? right. And I'm younger than most. And like, and I, you know, so everything I've done, I've always been like, you know, the youngest or the first to do. And that so that should be something people get behind. Right. And, uh, and so anyway, so that's where it's just like, but when you take away my ability to speak and the freedom for me to share with what I want to share or to, to post, like, for example, if some girl who looks good posts her photo, she may get 10 new clients. Do you know how hard I have to fight to get and 10 to new get clients? 10 new yeah. clients? 
and how much I have to talk and like uh, get people to understand my mission or whatever, you know, and that's why now I am very choosy with who I have my consults with and the time that I spend and whatever I'm like, and honestly, I don't go into BS with them. I'm like, here's my link, pay for a consult. Yep. I hear you. Like, I like do it. Because I've done... You get tired of explaining yourself. You get tired of explaining. And that's why, again, too, I do want... I'm so glad that we're doing this episode because I wanted to share all of this with everyone so it can be laid out so I can just, like, send them to here to listen because... <laughs> yeah, just you know like, what I hey, mean? Hey, listen, I got an idea for you. Um, here's a link for you. Uh, yeah. Call me back in three hours. No, but you seriously. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, that's what it's for. That's all you need to know because I don't want to continue because I'm I'm so focused on moving forward and I have dealt with like I have I have a, I had a therapist ever since all this happened I've gone to grief group and grief counseling I journal I mean I do I go over and above to work on myself and that is why I wanted to take this last year of my 20s and really focus in on like what do you like doing like what 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 brings you joy okay and that's like the speaking engagements and that's why I'm doing more of those um the partnerships the collab that's why my LYB gym is sponsored you know the um uh what's it called um with my move it pop-ups and like having a stage at the expo like all those things bring me joy so I was like I am going to do whatever it takes to do those things um meanwhile doing the bodybuilding so it does seem like it is a lot and it is and I'm not going to sugarcoat it like it's a lot and it does weigh on you mentally, but I am very fortunate that like, I do have people I can lean on and people who have supported me and that can listen. And I'm very much, I'm, I'm close with my brother. I'm close with my mom, you know? Um, and that's been really cool, um, to get to lean on them a little bit more and be vulnerable enough to lean on them because after you go through loss and after grief, most of the time, not can't speak for everybody, but most of the time you close off Mm -hmm. and you get very, it's not even bitter. I wasn't bitter. I was just so sad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think I remember you You saw me. Uh, yeah. I did a move fit like a week and a half after. Yeah. And I was just like. No, yes, I do remember but that. But we're here. I remember that because uh, I actually remember that uh, vividly because you actually asked me. So just for a tiny slight aside, you know, we've, we've worked together. If you don't know who I am, we've worked together for five years coming yeah. up on. And so I was working with her this whole through all of this, and I had yeah. no clue any of this was going on. Yeah, like no idea. And um, even the transformation through trauma shoot was like, yeah. wait, what's what's up? Like yeah. you know. And so that day, whenever we got there to do that move fit, I remember you had uh, like his jacket, I believe. Yeah. So, and but you asked me, you were like, hey, make sure you get me like a shot of me with the jacket. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay. Like, yeah. I, I had no clue what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, gotcha. You know, yeah. and then you just, uh, and maybe you said something else. And like, eventually I asked you something. Like, I said something or I asked you something. And you just like kind of really casually were like, oh, yeah, this is my boyfriend passed away uh, like a couple of days ago. But, and then like, you just like kept, you just like kept, and I was like, yeah. And I think I even remember like telling Margaret, like, I think she told me. Yeah. Her boyfriend passed away, but yeah. like, I well, didn't even, even know like she was Tyler, dating somebody. No, even Tyler didn't so know I was, I was dating like, somebody. So I was like, how, how, he, what is, I, I must have misheard her. There's no yes. way that that's, because she just said that and then turned mm-hmm. around and just like did her thing. I'm like, she must have said something else. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, I was like yeah. that, like. Well, even Tyler, like I had said something one time and he laughed at me and I was like, like about like him passing away. He was like, wait, 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 are you serious? Like what happened? And I was like, yeah, the boyfriend I had, but again, I didn't post about on social media a lot. And it wasn't like, I was like calling you guys to tell you about like my boyfriend, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you were a strong man person, if you were anybody that was super close to Kenya, my Christmas parties or anything like that, like those people met him, they saw him, they knew him, like they knew that we were together and my family as well. And so it was one of those things where too, like, you know, I 
I was so open of a person before. And then like, as he came into my life, like I had to kind of close off those parts. I'm like, oh, well, this is personal stuff, whatever. And then it really wasn't my story to tell about all his stuff that happened. But then like, so, so, but here's the thing. I had a, a friend at the time who was telling me, your image, Dandy Fitness, you can't let, you can't say all these things, you can't, you know, you got to protect the brand. And I don't know if that was really the best advice, you know what I'm saying? But I really wasn't in my my right mind to share all this anyway, you know, because now we're looking three years later and like I'm able to speak about it. Um, But it was one of those things where I wanted to share it from the rooftops with everyone. I didn't want to have to hide. But... We didn't do. We didn't do anything. But yeah. But you see. But but again, I stuck around, and that could have looked bad or whatever. But again, that's yeah. caring what other people think, right. and I really didn't. And so then, when that person told me I should, it was like, okay, now I'm conflicted. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I just. And then when you get to, with grief and stuff, you're just exhausted. You and you're like, I just don't know how to share it. Like, what do I say? What do I do? And so you know, even like I didn't get to go to his funeral because of like you know I wasn't really welcome at that. Um, but I went and did that helicopter ride. I mm. found out which helicopter place it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you have a reservation for this? I don't even know if it's paid for. Do you have a reservation under, and said his name. And they were like, we do. And I was like, is it paid for? And they said, yes. Yeah, and it's supposed to be for this, like, whatever. I said, could you move the date? Because that would have been where his funeral was at the same time. And I went up and did the helicopter ride. And then me and my mom went and had, she drove me there. And then we went and had dinner. And then I just fell asleep for like four hours. And that was my, that was how I spent his day, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, doing the one last thing that he like did for me. And so anyway, so all that to say, I am glad that I can share it now. Looking back, you know, were there things that I could have done differently that maybe would have saved some heartache? Yes. But like I said, the way that everything, how it happened, I genuinely think it was supposed to happen that way. It prepared me for the loss of a friend that I just, that just passed away um, a few months ago. Um, you know, and there's just so much that like I learned from that situation of how I want to be treated, how I want to be loved, the boundaries that I have had to put in place with my clients, my friends, um, me slightly starting to open up and be more vulnerable again, but also trusting that gut intuition. I mean, all of it, I've been able to turn into a positive, you know, and that's been a beautiful thing too. So, you know, I think that is where what people look at me and they look at the brand and stuff, but they see me and they really see who I am. They know that like, that I am fighting for something so much bigger than myself. But at the end of the day, like, I just want, I don't know. I just want to be free to do what I want to do. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I I do. And I mean, you know, bringing, bringing us home here. Right. So bringing us home, I, I think, you know, like we were talking about earlier, balance, like, like I said, I always come back to balance. Mm-hmm. And like in this situation, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not, we're not, et cetera, trying. And it's not that you're like sitting here trying to be negative or anything by mm-hmm. saying some of these things. But at the same time, you do want to share your experience and you want to be free to share your experience, despite the fact that you're a leader and like you should be able to say. Yes. And that's why I I, like whenever, you know, on the other podcast, that's why I like to ask that question of people like you. And I asked you whenever you were on that day, I said, being in the position that you're in, Mm -hmm. is it difficult whenever you're going through things because people look up to you so much? And so there's a balance to it, right? We're like, yes, you chose that and you are a leader and, right. and you were called to do that because you can do it. And you're, it was a gift that you were given and with mm-hmm. great power comes great responsibility and all these things. And, yeah. and I, I'm in, in a similar situation and I love it. It's, you know, I love what I do and I love my clients and I yeah. love, 
But also. Yes. You know what I mean? But also, and that doesn't mean that you're like hard stop on the first thing, right? Like right. I love all my clients. I love you. You love mm-hmm. me. We're all cool. We're all good with you. Know, hard stop. Yep. Super grateful. Mm-hmm. Hard stop. Yes. Also, I need help too sometimes. Yes. And also, when is it my turn to get the, the support? Also, right. when does the, who does the leader turn to to be led? Yeah. Also, yeah. you and, know. And that's where like I had to be vulnerable to say that to my coach and to say it to certain people of like, hey, like I do need to talk about this stuff. Um, because with the bodybuilding, what it does do do for you besides, you know, give you like it can help. It can help or it can hurt with a lot of things. It helped me with my emotional eating. It helped me see things very clear, very plain, very black and white, which was great because I lived in a gray area for a long time. And so it, it made me very like that, right? Which you can almost be a little bit robotic. So I'm trying to bring light back into that roboticness. Um, but really and truly what it has done is it has helped me be able to create those boundaries and helped me see that like, okay, who do I want to spend my time with? What, what do I want to like, what is actually necessary? Like when someone texts me something or whatever, it's like, you know what to like, you know how to find that link. Right. Right. Go find yeah, it. I know. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I, I used to be that person too, 100%. you know, and I still am to this day on some things, but I, I am learning. But those boundaries are super important. Yes. They really we, are. We'll even like not, not texting me after 10 o'clock. Yes. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, sassy about it because people be like, oh, turn your phone, don't disturb. I, I still know. I it's texted like you. I get a sixth sense and like, I, I roll oh, over. Like a week and a half ago or something, and you've never done this. but And you and I talk at 830 at night, yeah. and, you know, we talk all the time. Yeah. But I texted you on a Sunday a couple weeks ago. Yes. And you said something like, uh, you were like, we'll talk about it this week whenever I see you. And I knew what you were doing. And so that's why I was yeah. like, and that's why my response was like, I totally get it. Yeah. Just want to throw it in there because I was working on it at, yep. the, at the moment. But do you know how hard that but was that for was me? But that was a great, but I knew what you were doing. And when yeah. you did that, I was like, that's good that, she, that she's doing that because, and Margaret, you yeah. know, she, she, it drives her crazy because I'll be sitting there at 930 at night texting people back. And, I know. And she's like, you really need to tell people like yes. that you can't. And, and really with bodybuilding, it's like, you just have no capacity yeah, too. I bet. And no, and you can't think about all those things either. Cause you're already thinking, you're already so overloaded with everything else that you have to get through right. yep. that it's like, I can't handle. And that is why it's like, I may seem sometimes a little bit like snippy or a little bit short with stuff that I do. But again, it is because guys, like you're balancing so many things and, you know, and you're on limited food and, you know, whatever. But like even just having the sleep be disrupted, even having somebody hovering over me about my food. I don't like to be touched when I'm eating. I don't like people to comment. Yeah, that yeah. is a normal thing, guys. And like, I, again, we talk about it every time, but it's still it's so they need to learn um, just like how you don't have to comment on someone's appearance every time you see them. Not one time did I comment on your shirt and shorts yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. It's irrelevant. Like well, you people know say shit to you about your food a lot or something. Like yes, yeah, what, at the like, gym. Um, well, it's always just like like oh, like that smells so good. Like whenever, like obviously it's fish. Yeah, get over it. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. You, know what you mean? had to microwave fish or, or something. Yeah, yeah or like yeah. even. But regardless, they do this all the time. But or like oh, what are you eating today? It's like the same stuff I've been right, eating for the same right. amount of prep and whatever. It's, it's irrelevant yeah, yeah. and you're not asking other people that yeah. and to like leave me alone. And you're already hyper-focused well, on your food. I'm talking to my client too. Yeah. Well, I'm talking yeah, about like, yes. and they're going through stuff. It's about them. Like, leave me out of this. Let me just eat. Like, mm-hmm. because I stack my clients back to back to back to get them all in. Um, but everything I do is always for the those people too. Like, you understand guys, if I don't respond back to you or don't answer automatically or can't or do something or schedule something or whatever... It is not because I don't want to. It is because I'm saving energy for myself that that like I don't want to resent you, and I also want to get some sleep. And so if I if that starts to 
teeter or whatever that, you know, on, on that, then I'm going to be not my best. You have to save yourself before you can save other people. Yes. You know what and, I mean? and that's something that I wanted to go into this year feeling successful about. I feel like we're all in the same, like, I'm sorry. Page. You know, you know, that just this, I just popped in my head, but this is a, an analogy that I've heard a few times lately that I really freaking like it said, uh, or it's, it's be a lighthouse, not a tugboat. Yeah. Right. So like show them like, Hey, this is, and yep. you're free to come, mm-hmm. but the tugboat is the guys you're trying to bring everybody yes. over here. And it's like, yep. I love and, that analogy Well, and because it feels that way. Doesn't it? Like it feels, it, it feels like you're constantly fighting with people when you're trying to do that. It just, so, but then the people that will come to you when you're being in the lighthouse, yeah. yes. it's like, they appreciate it so much more. They, oh, yeah. you know, they, yeah. Well, and I even, I drew boundaries like when I told my clients, like, hey, I'm not doing any rescheduling during my friend's funeral. You know what I mean? And I still got texts during the funeral. Nice. And it was one of those things where like, you know what? It is what it is. But I, I, I simply was like, hey, like I, I have to do another time. And then it ended up working out and whatever. But it was just one of those things where like boundary and I need to mourn. Let me. 100%. And so, but I couldn't say that before. Right. So even that two years, that or three years, I guess that that really helped with this passing. So so again, everything helps to progress. And so even with this prep and it being hard, I mean, learning that like, okay, well, you still get a little whatever because of this, or you get really upset or depressed about this. It's like, but again, it's helping you realize what do you want in life? Like maybe I, I maybe I'm realizing I do want to travel more, you know, mm. or I'm realizing that like, yeah, I do want a partner or because I'm not resentful. And I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like maybe at the beginning I did feel like, oh, every guy would treat me that way or something like that. But I knew that West was a very special circumstance and that was totally something out of a weird movie novel that, that happened. If that would have been your freaking 12th relationship, that would have been a crazy situation. Yeah. So it's just like, I can't, and I don't hold other guys to that and don't, I'm not comparing. I don't, I don't compare. That's the thing that I think that people would, that they get it. They understand is I don't care what Susie over here is doing. I don't care what you're doing with your business, you know, whatever. It's irrelevant because either I'm going to show up and get my work done, or I'm going to reach out to that network, or I'm going to reach out to that magazine, or I'm going to, you know, like it's on me, you know? And, and so, and you know, and you saying it like that, you're mm -hmm. not, against those people no it's i don't just, care what you it's do it's just it's not my shit exactly <laughs> and we have different missions and we have different things and you don't have my experiences and i don't have your experiences so again it's like that's where i'm just kind of like i love the sport of bodybuilding because of how what it's done for me and what it's helped um you know but i have but again i have to continually fight to stay positive about all of those things, you know what I mean? Like about the things that can happen, like the getting on stage and like feeling less than, or, you know, or even just like the nervousness of, uh, when's my next meal could come or fear, you know, there's things that creep in when you strip away everything, when you strip away, you know, if we're getting blunt about it, like sex, you strip away alcohol, you strip away, uh, Distract all the higher thing. carb foods, you strip away everything that was like, is meant as an indulgence and a luxury in this mm -hmm, world. Mm -hmm. And then tell me like how you handle it. How do and you then, handle your stuff? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then I'm just, a, you're just like laying it out and I'm imagining somebody coming up to you and be like, oh, that food smells really good. Exactly. And you're like. Yes. What? But, but seriously, because seriously, if I could sit here and eat pizza every day and still be my healthiest and still feel fit and still feel yeah, good. Don't, do, don't you you know, do you know, do you know, I probably would have already been on um, Good Morning America by now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would have already, because I would have had the creativeness to do whatever I got to do. Like I would have put all the pieces and puzzle together. Yeah. Like again, when you strip everything away, it is a different world that you're seeing. You're seeing light in a different way. And um, and I'm excited for that because I've always viewed myself as 
as that disciple and as that different person. And so I'm leaning into God. I'm leaning into my faith. I'm leaning into, you know, my relationships, my family, all the important things that I'm not being distracted with all of that stuff. And then when people say, oh, we need to live a little, it's like, I'm going to live a little in like the way that makes me happy. So with my birthday, I, you know, some people do extravagant things for 30, but like, you know, what I want to do is I want to be able to be successful on that stage. So having a party here that I don't have to plan, I just show up to, that is my... That'll do. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that's enough for me. Bring it home here and bring you to a close on your first episode of your new show. Yes. I appreciate very much you allowing me to be your kind of first guest ish, even yes. though you're really the first guest, but, uh, I'm in all seriousness, I'm really honored and excited about this next chapter. We've done a lot of things, but you know, obviously nothing on this scale. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. And, um, I will not be for the record on camera or speaking moving forward. If you guys are not a fan of that, <laughs> then good news. This will be the last time, but hey. it was good to be able to have somebody to bounce off of today, I think. No, um, for sure. And with the prep and stuff, it does help me because I do get a little off track and a little, you know, I mean, whatever. Every, so and everybody, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's so a good much better. God. That's why podcasts are great because you're having a conversation. If there's not yep. a person to have a conversation with, it's not really a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it, I mean, I love to talk, so they know, yeah, but it, it is kind of with this rebranding, we want to take it in a different direction, different feel, different vibe. Um, just keep it a little bit more. I mean, it's always been real, but let's keep it a little bit more real, more at home. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. at my home, yeah. you know, and I love that. Like, I love being here. I love this. This even itself shows to me my version of success of something that I 100%. wanted for such a long time. And, you know, and, uh, and, and to have this moment here, because what I will say real quick is when I was in that relationship, I was fearful of having my own space and I was fearful of, of, of venturing out, you know what I mean? And so it, like, if he wouldn't have passed, I wouldn't have gotten in the car with my brother, who's a realtor, who then told me about this house. Like, all of it goes off, right. you know what I mean? Right. Because we were actually headed to a funeral together. Like, there's so many things that led me to this space. And it's just, it's beautiful. And all the hard work, all the quote unquote sacrifices, all the not going out, the not partying, the saving money, having a budget, having a budget sheet, like all of that to get me here, all the hours I worked to be able to just have that safe space and then now have a safe gym in the back of my house. Yes. Like, or, you it's know, pretty cool. it's pretty that cool. was sponsored by people who believe in my yep. message. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is what I want to continue to manifest for the next, yes. you know, yes. 30 years. Yes. And that's, and that's kind of, that's exactly where I was going to go. So you, you did it beautifully already, but that's where I was going to go with it. Is that it's your birthday? You know, yeah. we've talked about a lot of crazy things that have happened in the last couple of years, but you've you've came back around and yeah. pointed out all the, you know, all the beautiful things about it and all the positives about it. Yeah. But whatever you would like to kind of leave people with on this first yeah. episode, kind of the the uh, synopsis, the time, the knot, yeah. whatever you want to say, and then we'll get out of here. I basically, yeah, I mean... I just want to say that this is a Love Your Body podcast, you know, um, sponsored by and, and presented by Dandy Fitness, right? But, you know, that I am Danielle and, um, you know, 30 years old from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, now live in Nashville. And I train my clients. I have a personal training studio and, you know, and, and I have, a, you know, partnerships and sponsors and all these things and, and awesome stuff going on. But, you know, at my base, like... I love bonfires. I love going to the movies. You're I, a real I, person. You know, yeah, like I am a real person. And and um, I feel like for a long time I started to resent my business because people compared me to Danny Fitness. Oh, well, Dan, what would Danny – I've literally had that been said to me. What would Danny do? It's like I am Danny. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So with that note, 
Um, I think that's a perfect way to say it for the record. I love that. Yeah, like remembering that, like, that yeah, you Danielle. call me Danny, Danielle. but like, I am Danielle. And yeah. so, um, and I, what have I said to you sometimes before, too, about like, because we've done videos and it starts yes. and you're like, what's up, guys? It's Danny D. Fit. Yeah. And, I, and when we talked about the podcast, yep. I was like, hey, we're going to have to turn that way down. You yeah. know what I mean? Because we want to. And that's okay. And, I, and and as the brand grows, like, it will grow. Um, But there's space for both. Danielle. There's space for yes, both. Exactly. 100%. And, and that it shouldn't be a comparison that it is like both are hardworking like it's the same it's just, person yes, and yes. so it's a little bit of a different perspective yes you know what i mean and it's like i was i was thinking earlier when you were talking it's like everybody knows you're a badass everybody knows you kick ass everybody knows that you're a bodybuilder everybody knows this is like really cool because i think now people are like oh shit she's a person yeah like she deals with the same kind of shit that i deal with yeah and that's very quickly i will say that's another that's another great benefit to it and yeah. and of becoming that, of personalizing yourself more because there are people, especially in today's day and age, won't go down the rabbit hole, but yeah. you know, you become a profile. Yeah. You become a brand. You become a, you become a, it's like you're not even a person anymore. Right. You know, and you can, you, and you know those people. Yeah. And you, you can them, feel it. And you and can, you can feel, feel it. it. And that's why, like, I just, I Nothing never. Nothing being professional, but you, it's a gross feeling to be around somebody like that. You're like, yeah. you, do you even know when you're not playing a character? Right. You know, and and that is where I always want to shoot it straight. Always keep it real. And even like earlier in the photo shoot, Amber was like, "Yeah, Daniel, tell it to you straight." Like, because I did. I like to tell her something. I was like, "No, I don't like that." Like, and and that is just my personality. And I, for so long growing up, and you can read this in my shape article and everything like that about body dysmorphia and whatever. But like, I felt like I was being um, basically like choked. Like I couldn't speak. I had to quiet myself. I had to dim myself. I had to so like make myself smaller. Um, so I wouldn't stand, stand out because of my body. Right. And, um, that was always made to feel like something was wrong with me and there wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It just, I had to find myself and find how beautiful I could be at any size, at any shape and whatever. So that is what this journey is about. And that's what I want people to experience, um, and find that true love for themselves, not the fake, not the edits, not the filters, not the nonsense, not the, Oh, I'm getting fit for this guy or this girl or whatever, but truly I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. Like, no, like again, at the end of the day, do this for yourself and fight for that. And then that's all you can do, you know? And, um, and I feel like I've been doing that since I was, since I was little and defying and breaking the stereotypes ever since I was, you know, young. And, um, that's just part of my journey and I'm very excited to keep that going. Now we got a whole new way to do it. Yep. Can I, uh, just to close out, can I read a, a poem to you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. It's kind of interesting, but you're think this is one of my favorite poems you're talking about. Okay. Feeling suffocated and that kind of thing. And, you know, the, it made me think about this because I, I love this poem so much because of exactly what you're talking about and, and it dealing with that. But so, um, have you ever seen coach Carter? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it's the greatest fear, you know, okay. our greatest fear, but it's the full poem. Uh -huh. Um, everybody knows the beginning part. It says our great, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Uh, I don't exactly know how far he gets to it in the movie, but from here down, it just gets better. So he says, uh, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we uncon I'm getting chills literally. I am too. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. 
Let's freaking go. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I will. I will. It's my favorite part. I love the middle part where he says there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people don't feel insecure around you. Exactly. I love that shit. That's exactly right. I love that shit. And if you're talented and you've you're you're beautiful and you're you're this, that, and the other, guess what? People aren't people are gonna try to snuff that out. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And and you think you're doing them a favor by like, oh, I just don't I'm not gonna make them insecure. Mm -hmm. Nothing enlightened about that at all. Mm Mm-mm. So, yeah, I love that. I'll send it to oh, you. But. That's beautiful. I love that so much. Um, thank you for everyone who's listened to today's episode and, you know, getting to share my special, you know, birthday month and everything with me and, and uh, being thank around you. for the journey and everything like that. If you ever have questions, you ever want to reach out, please feel free to DM me on Instagram, Dandy Fitness One. Um, you can reach out on my website as well, dandyfitness.com. Um, but, yeah, just, again, sharing the message that you're loving yourself, you know, throughout, that you're fighting for what you want and getting your movement in is important to me. Um, but also, if you just need a friend, I'm here too. So Please show love on the new podcast. You guys yeah. are the best. <laughs> See you next time. All right. Until next time.